Hello, and welcome to the Feminine Profiles podcast. I'm your host, Brooke Baldwin. My intention for this show is to create a space for open conversations with women from all backgrounds, to shed light on stories of entrepreneurship, creativity, human potential, and self-expression. Join me here every week for another dose of inspiration and a new feminine profile. Hello, and welcome back to the Feminine Profiles podcast. This week, we have Eric Roberts of The Unlock Method on the podcast, and I know the intention of this podcast was to just have feminine profiles, and generally that meant interviewing women and chatting through their career, their lifestyle, but Eric has been so transformational in my life and really helped me through some emotions and really shed light on things that were kind of buried beneath the surface for me but really felt like they hit home as soon as he kind of reflected them back to me in our session together so and I know he has helped so many other women and so that is kind of why I wanted to have him on and then of course we just kind of talk through this balance between the feminine masculine that is within all of us whether you're a woman or a man or what however you feel like you lean uh, whether that is more feminine or more masculine as a woman and so this gentle dance between the two in this episode we chat through eric's background too a little at the beginning and he had a similar background to me where we were both in more corporate environments and he had these interests that kind of felt periphery to him but kind of trailed along throughout his life and career and so eventually he knew a change needed to happen for him and so we kind of chat through that and then all the intricacies of the work he does so he is an alignment coach and what that means is he blends all these different modalities from astrology to human design to uh, numerology and gene keys and he kind of finds a through line between them all and it's a super deep dive of a session we chatted for two hours and I could have chatted with him like much longer than that and so it goes super in depth which is my personality and what I crave I think sometimes you work with someone and it feels more general and high level and you kind of scratch the surface and you leave having so many more questions and so that is why working with Eric has been so helpful he really gets a full download of your charts across the board before meeting and then it's a really beautiful conversation and I know a lot of people have found him through the Balanced Blonde podcast and through Kenzie Burke. He works with her a lot and that's how I got introduced to him and he's been so helpful. So I really hope you enjoy this conversation and if you're curious to work with him, you can always email him at theunlockmethod at gmail.com or you can find him on Instagram at theunlockmethod. So without further ado, I hope you enjoy this conversation with Eric Roberts. Eric, thank you so much for chatting with me today and being the first male on the Feminine Profiles. I'm beyond honored. Thank you. I don't know how many exceptions I'll make, but probably not many. But Mm -hmm. I wanted to have you on because you were just beyond helpful for me as I was navigating some things a few weeks ago, a few months ago now. And the way you allow other women to step into their 
self-worth, their creativity, their self-respect for themselves, and just alignment in general has been so powerful. And I've seen the impact you have with women. So having you on as a resource for people to listen to all the wonderful ways you were able to help me and help other women and other clients, I think will just be so powerful. So, so many things to touch on, but to begin, I would love for you to introduce yourself and your work and maybe even touch on that transition because I know we both come from more corporate backgrounds. So like that transition to entering this line of work too. Well, thank you so much for that intro. That truly, it means a lot. And it's 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 honestly my honor to do this work and, and hold this space. And I, I think that's really a lot of what I do is is it's a lot of space holding and, you know, allowing allowing people to really be seen and really be heard and to listen intently and to ask really focused, specific questions. And, you know, I, I do research into people's placements before the session. So I have a really deep understanding of, of who they are and the archetypes and the patterns and the energies that they're made up of before we go into our session and before we work together. And so it's just even that deeper level of holding space. And, you know, it, it really correlates with my own blueprint and my own design and energy. And it, it allows me to hold that space. It allows me to provide structure and to harmonize the energy and to dive deep so that we can find order for people and find clarity and awareness in their lives. So mm-hmm. it, it truly is, you know, it's part of my own design and blueprint to do this work. And it just brings me the greatest pleasure every day. So thank you for that introduction there. But yeah, I we we do we, we have similar, um, you know, origins. I am from the East Coast, born and raised and, you know, grew up in a way in a in a culture that was very traditional in a lot of ways. And it was great. I had a really beautiful upbringing. And, you know, I think as I was, I was growing up and getting older, I felt a lot of outside pressure and a lot of outside influence to do a certain prescribed path, which is getting a traditional job and, you know, moving to a certain city and and kind of doing what you're expected to do in a lot of ways. And I think a lot of people experience that as well. And and I did it, you know, and I, I think from when I was young, I kind of always had this, in, this intuitive notion of, is this right for me? I'm not sure if this is right for me, but I, you know, I think it's what I'm supposed to be doing. It's what people expect of me. It's sort of what is acceptable by society standards. Um, you know, specifically for, for kind of my culture and area, there was like, a couple options where you would go, you'd be like, okay, I'm going to be a banker, a doctor or a a lawyer, you know, Mm -hmm. and I, I kind of rotated through all all three of those as well. You know, like when I was young, I was like, I want to be a doctor, like, yes, I want to help people. And that sounds great. And then I was like, okay, I'm I there's no way I want to do like 15 extra years of school. So that one's out. And then, you know, I was thinking about law school and then I got to college and, you know, I was like sitting through these history classes and I was like, I, there's literally no way I could (laughs) sit sit through these history classes while it's like these old professors reading out of textbooks. And so, and then I was like, all right, here it is. We're going into finance. We're going to be a banker. And, um, you know, I, I ended up going into that field and, you know, moved to New York after college and, and worked in finance. And, you know, there were aspects of it that I, I really enjoyed that I thought were really interesting. But there were there were so many parts of it that were just not aligned. 
and didn't feel right for me. And, you know, I was drained of energy and, and wasn't lit up and wasn't excited and wasn't passionate about it. And I just knew I just had this soul knowing that it wasn't correct for me and it wasn't aligned for me. And that if I was going to do this for the next 20, 30, 40, 50 years, I'd be, I'd be selling myself short. And Mm -hmm. so it was a very, very hard decision. You know, I moved to New York with so many friends from college, like so many people moved up there and I had a whole community there and family there. And I had a really good job. I had a really good job in finance. So when I was telling people and telling my family that I, I wanted to leave and I didn't really know what I wanted to do, people were like, what are you talking about? Like, where, where would you go? Like, what would you do? And I, I didn't even know. And that's the thing. And that's such an important part of, I think, my work and how this ended up evolving to this point. I didn't even know myself. Mm-hmm. I hadn't given myself the time and the space, the allowance, really, to get to know myself because I was so focused on doing what I thought was right or correct or expected of me or things like that. So I needed to give myself the time and space to get to know myself and figure out who I really was and what I really wanted. And so I I quit my job and I went traveling for a little bit. And then I decided to move to LA sort of, you know, I felt intuitively called there. And I, I later came to learn based on my astrocartography, which is, you know, the energetics and astrology of place that it was the most activated place for me in the US. And so I definitely was called there for a reason to grow and evolve. But yeah, I went to LA and just started my whole journey of getting to know myself on that deeper level and, and really deepening into my work, uh, into what I'm doing now and exploring it and researching and all of these things. So that's that's a lot of how I ended up where I am today. Mm-hmm. And was part of this, like, were you already reading books on astrology when you were in finance? Like, how did all the pieces come together? For- no, that's a great question. I have always been interested in spirituality and philosophy and astrology and astrotheology and all of these things from a very, very young age. I, I was always, always curious, like always, always asking questions to the point where I think I drove my parents mad at some point. And so they just literally would buy me every single book. So I, I was just, I literally was reading all of the time. I, I was so curious and I so wanted to learn and know things, which again, I, I came to later know is is very accurate for you know my blueprint and my design as a Sagittarius South Node and and we can go into that more later what what the North Node and the South Node mean and why they're so important in the overall blueprint and our design mm-hmm. and getting to know ourselves but um, yeah I wanted to know and I wanted to learn and so always 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 interested in these topics and it it definitely got into a deeper uh, more intensive level as I kind of left that job in finance and left New York and, and started my journey in LA of, of even deeper levels of self-awareness and self-discovery and research and really, really dove into these things in a, you know, even more kind of profound level. Mm-hmm. And as part of that process and as part of the process I went through, and I'm sure other women just regardless of if they're changing careers, when you're in a transition, you have to really have a lot of trust and really dive into making decisions from a place of knowing what's best for you and mm-hmm. like exercising your trust muscle and making mm-hmm. decisions based off of self-respect and really really having a lot of integrity in making aligned choices and so 
maybe you can even touch on how you began to like make this identity shift from finance to traveling to working with clients, but also how other women can ease more into listening to themselves versus fearing what people in their circle think or just that that transition process when you're making decisions. Yeah, I mean, I, I think at the at the core of it, it, it we have to ask ourselves, what are we doing here, and and what do we want with our lives? You know, I think I think that's that's the ultimate core of it. You know, it's like, are we gonna live a life that is is true to us and and true to our blueprint and true to to our design and that feels juicy and alive and that we're lit up by and that we're excited by? Are we gonna allow ourselves that grace? Are we gonna give ourselves that permission to really pursue that and it's tough. You know, that's a tough decision to make because a lot of times we are breaking free from family structures and systems. We're breaking free of societal expectations. We're breaking out of old patterns. We're facing triggers, traumas that we have to face and heal and alchemize. We're facing a lot of fear. So it's truly a journey. And I think that's an important context in all of this is that you know, there's no, there's no one magic decision. There's no one magic action or system or modality that's all of a sudden going to fix this and you're going to find this perfect alignment. Mm-hmm. It's a journey to it. And I think we have to give ourselves that grace and that permission. And, and like you mentioned, you know, there's a massive element of like trust and faith and surrender in this process as well. Mm-hmm. It's like keeping aim and, and, and letting yourself kind of believe and and know that this is going to happen and that you are, you know, making the daily conscious uh, decisions and, and taking the daily actions that are going to get you there. I know that's something that I've really have gone through. And that's something that I talk a lot with a lot of my clients about um, is just, you know, understanding that it's a journey and a process and uh, really allowing yourself to own your life. And I think that's, it's, it's like reclaiming yourself, reclaiming your life, claiming your authenticity, claiming your power, I think is such a key, key, important part of this. Because I think a lot of people, especially a lot of women, feel an obligation to family or to partners or, you know, to friend groups or even to old kind of notions of what it means to be a woman in society, you know? So there's a lot of having to pattern break and and recalibrate Mm -hmm. um, on those ideas to really find your own true authentic path. Yeah. I have so much fire in my chart and I'm an Aries sun and an Aries moon and just anger is like always, I've called it like a beautiful anger. It helps me make decisions. It helps me stand up for myself, make boundaries, let go of things. It's kind of like my superpower, this fire that lives right below the surface. And I think it's what has allowed me to know what is best for me because I just have that instinctual like feeling in my gut when something is good, when something's not good. But for those women who might have other natal charts and different strengths, but don't have that fully full connection with their gut instinct and they don't know what's best for them and they're stuck in that like people pleasing phase. What are some exercises that like you suggest for people to get in touch with that rage, that gut instinct, that connection with what where to go? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think 
the first place to start is to really tune in to yourself and, and kind of find out what you're feeling. Like, are you feeling frustration? Are you feeling anger? Are you feeling sadness? Are you feeling grief? Are you feeling stuck? You know, it, it really tune in. I think that's the first step. So anything that you can do to kind of get quiet and, and tune into, you know, your thoughts, but I think also tune into your body, tune into your emotions, uh, really allow yourself that time and space to get familiar with yourself and what you're thinking and what you're feeling. I think that's the the best starting point. I think that can be things like meditation. I think that can be things like journaling. I think that can be things like um, even audio journaling, which is something you and I have talked about, which is, mm-hmm. you know, literally just opening up a voice note on your phone and, you know, allowing yourself to just speak out your thoughts, your emotions, your feelings, what's going on, just opening up that throat chakra so it doesn't feel repressed and it doesn't feel edited. Just get clear and get all of this out. And then people need different things. So like you said, some people do really well with channeling their fire and channeling their anger. And that can be things like primal screaming and or going to boxing classes or doing some type of martial art or self-defense or things like that. You know, some people have more watery charts where it's so much more um, focus on emotions and feeling and tuning into the body. So maybe you do some yoga, maybe you do some uh, somatic body work, maybe you do some breath work. Maybe you do some um, dancing where you're just in a meditative flow state. Maybe you do some painting or singing. There's also people that have more air energy and maybe they need to talk it out and, and, and then, but with a lot of earth element in them. And so maybe they need to do something where they are in nature or maybe they're building towards something or maybe they need to be constructive with their hands or, or things like that. So there's a lot of different ways that you can process but first, tune into yourself, try and really get to the core of what's going on. Mm-hmm. When we went through mine, it was kind of crazy how the theme was like similar across every single modality. Yeah. It was like self-expression, communicate, be seen. Like Absolutely. On every single plane. And that's why, that's why I do this. And that's why it lights me up so much is, is because we really do get the same clear messages, patterns, archetypes that that express themselves across all of these different systems. And they say it in slightly different ways. So we get this really beautiful, holistic, like 360 degree understanding of someone's design. And so in a lot of ways, it provides such clarity, such awareness, and it's like a shortcut. It, it really gives you a direct line into yourself mm-hmm. to help you make the decisions and to take and to take actions that allow you to kind of fall into alignment with your highest path, highest expression. Mm -hmm. And for me, the work since chatting with you has been, like you mentioned, like recording voice notes in the morning where I just like close my eyes, sit in the backyard and speak whatever comes out for like 10 minutes. And I try not to be in my head about it. And I try not to judge what's coming out. And it's been so powerful. So a lot of my work has been with the throat chakra and this beautiful exercise of speaking without needing to be fully armed with like facts and all the information and just speaking kind of through faith and what I feel. Right. What are some other themes that you feel come up for other women? 
Mm, so many. First of all, I just want to ask if you feel comfortable sharing, like what, what else has that helped for you? Like, has that just helped you feel like you can express more in your work, in your personal life? I'm curious to, to hear your sort of um, yeah uh, experience with it. It's just given me the support to be in open conversation with people in my life. Mm-hmm. Even with my husband and my friends, I feel open to, and I kind of just, when I'm in conversation, I'm kind of like, ooh, let's just channel. Let's see what comes mm-hmm. out. And beautiful it gives me the courage to just share how I feel with people more. I'm no longer like in an argument or in like a intellectual battle. I'm like, mm-hmm. I feel super feminine and like speaking from the heart. And it's a super cool shift that I feel in my body. Absolutely. That's so beautiful. And yeah, that is something that we talked about because you do contain. And I think this is something that I want to talk about right after this that I keep seeing um, in, in women's charts uh, recently is that there is like a lot of this dichotomy between the balancing of the masculine and the feminine energies within the self and within the blueprint. And I think that's something that we really talked about in regards to your own blueprint is, you know, leaning more into those feminine aspects. And Mm -hmm. even, you know, what you were just mentioning, it's also sort of the like right brain, like getting out of that left brain analysis mm-hmm. and over over reliance on logic and facts and allowing yourself to tap into the creative right brain, the emotional right brain, the feeling right brain and, and tapping into the energies of yourself, um, the field around you and the people around you. And it, it really kind of opens up a whole new dimension of of conversation and connection, which, Mm -hmm. you know, it sounds like you've been experiencing, which is beautiful. Yeah. And it kind of just like puts people in another state as well. Yes. When I'm sometimes in conversation, they're like, well, tell me more. And I'm like, no, no, no. It's just how I feel. Totally. Totally. And, and, you know, I think, I think it's so needed in society these days. You know, I think we've all been so, you know, conditioned to think that we have to over rely on, on facts and, and logic and the left brain analysis of it. But, you know, tapping back into that, those feminine aspects, the, the right brain, creative, emotional yin energies is, is so, so important. And I think it brings balance and I think it brings harmony Mm -hmm. um, to ourselves, to our relationships and ultimately to um, society. And yes, this is, this is a topic that, you know, just based on your question that I really wanted to bring up that I, that I keep seeing in, you know, women's charts and a lot of my basic, really all of my clients charts is the, the balancing, the harmonization of those masculine and feminine energies, uh, within the blueprint. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's extremely topical right now for, for anybody that follows astrology, we have what's called the North node and the South node. And just briefly, you know, the North node indicates sort of our soul's evolutionary path. It's, it shows where we are meant to evolve and grow into and to develop and sort of experience um, new energies. And then the South Node is where we are coming from. And it's, you know, the roles, the energies, the archetypes, the patterns that we've experienced in many past lifetimes, if you believe in that, or early on in this lifetime as well. And so it's things that we are sort of karmically tied to or moving away from or that we're familiar with uh, that we're meant to you know, work through so that again, we can kind of make our way towards uh, that North node energy so that we feel aligned Mm -hmm. and embodied and juicy and lit up. And so we're having a major transit right now Um, for the next 18 months, just kind of transitioned into this where it's the collective North node is in Aries. 
Um, and Aries is traditionally more of a masculine energy. And so, you know, with the North Node being in Aries, it's asking all of us to step into our power, to step into, step into our authenticity, to step into our fire, to take action, to really choose ourselves, to really own who we are and what we want and to step into our power. And that's a really beautiful thing for anybody. So those are, those are kind of collective themes. And then with the South Node being in Libra, and Libra is typically more of a feminine energy, and it's about relationships, and it's about um, relational dynamics. And of course, like, those are all beautiful things. But we have to, we also have to take into account what the transit is showing us. And so if it's in the South Node, which is asking us to sort of shed anything that's no longer working, Mm -hmm. that would mean that we are shedding any type of relational dynamics where we are abandoning ourselves or we're putting Mm -hmm. other people ahead of ourselves to our own detriment and getting really clear on what we value and what we want, not only in our lives, but in our relationships as well. So that's sort of the collective theme that we're all experiencing over the next 18 months. And those will be very, very potent. Um, So that's something to keep in mind. But Within individuals' charts and within women's charts in particular, you know, we typically see either a a massive concentration of energy around sort of this feminine energy, this yin energy, this emotional right brain energy, or we see a concentration of energy around the masculine, which is, you know, more yang and more left brain, more analytical, more fiery, taking action. And and this is all to say, by the way, this it's it's not even necessarily about gender specifically, because everybody contains masculine and feminine energies within themselves. Mm -hmm. So just to kind of say that kind of note and caveat there, but, um, you know, especially just kind of focusing on women here. Yeah, it's, it's helpful to see that in your blueprint. So a lot of times I'll talk about that with my clients who are women, and it's just this massive kind of light bulb unlock moment of like, oh my God, I have been so in my masculine. And I do want to kind of bring in more of this feminine energy or, oh my God, I've been so in my feminine and I haven't been putting myself first and I've been over giving or enmeshed or codependent. And I really do want to claim my power, my independence, my authenticity, all of these things. So it's a really, really helpful rubric to dive in. Yeah. So interesting. And Mm -hmm. Is part of the feminine and masculine kind of that left brain, right brain that we were talking about, but also like my North Nodes in Scorpio, and mm-hmm. it's kind of the more the deeper topics of philosophy and esoteric topics. Mm-hmm. Is that feminine in nature? Like a Scorpio, a feminine um, sign? Um, it 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 is in a lot of ways because it's a water sign, and so. water signs tend to deal with more of emotions. And so yes, it can in a lot of ways be framed as that because it's a feeling sign. A lot of Scorpio's power and a lot of Scorpio's, you know, being tuned into the deeper frequencies, the deeper energies, the deeper layers of things is based off of an intuitive and feeling sense. So Mm -hmm. yes, in a lot of ways, that is more of that kind of feminine energy, that yin energy. Um, whereas, you know, your South Node being in Taurus is that sort of grounded, earthy, embodied, a little bit more practical energy in terms of where you're coming from. So it's asking you to sort of dive into the void, dive into the emotion, dive into the chaos a little bit. And you can think of it in some ways as like, 
left brain, right brain, left brain order, right brain chaos. And chaos is a little mm-hmm. bit of a charged word. It's not always my favorite word because, you know, there's some societal um, notions around that word, but it is, it's such a beautiful sort of idea as well, because we, we need both. We need order and chaos. We need logic and emotion, and we need left brain and right brain. We need yin and yang. So it's, yeah. it's really important to kind of dive into um, how, how those are both showing up in our, in our lives. What mm-hmm. would you say is like, because I feel super connected to my North node, but yeah. is it kind of different, the amount of impact it will have for people? Like are some people, different parts of their charts are more ruling for how they feel and what they're going through at the moment? Is everyone as impacted by their North Node as I am? Yeah, no, that's a really good question. I mean, it's so, so unique to everybody because everybody's everybody's blueprint is so different. Mm-hmm. I think it hits, I'd say, I'd say for 99.9% of my clients, it always, always, always resonates. And the fascinating thing is even if people have never even heard of the North Node and the South Node before. Um, and by the way, I have plenty of clients that kind of come in with no knowledge of astrology or human design and, and you don't need to, you know, they're, they're just systems of understanding and awareness and they're tools there. It's, yeah. it's just allows for questions and allows for deep diving. So you don't need to know this stuff to come into it. And, you know, I adjust my language and I adjust how I talk about it based on everybody's kind of background and understanding. But I would say 99% of people resonate with their North node and their South node. And they, they're like, Oh my God, that makes so much sense. I do feel called there. I do feel a pull there. And again, the North Node for everybody listening is is where our soul wants us to evolve into. It, it's sort of why we're here. And that's why the North Node and the South Node are so important in the overall blueprint, because it shows where we're coming from, that South Node, and, and where we're meant to evolve um, away from and into the North Node. So I'd say 99% of the time it resonates with people. And so having a Scorpio North Node like you have could mean one thing for you and it could mean a hundred different things for a hundred different people as well, yeah. you know? So it's important to kind of keep that in context for each individual person. But yeah, it all depends for everybody. Like I have some clients that, you know, let's say you have a South node. So let's say like for you, your Taurus South node, you know, you're pretty clear there. You don't really have any other placements around there, but some people have like, let's say their sun let's say their Saturn, mm-hmm. let's say some other placement right around their South Node, what that means is, is that there's a big concentration of energy around those, those archetypes and around those energies. And so it could be a little bit more difficult for them to evolve away from. So it mm-hmm. could be a little bit stickier. So for you who feel so comfortable with your, your North Node and you're like, yeah, let's go. For some of my other clients, it's like, wow, this is this is tricky. This is sticky. This is difficult to kind of evolve away from these energies. For me, like you were saying earlier about how if you have a lot of earth energy, how being in nature, and then if you have mm-hmm. a lot of fire, being, you know, taking a boxing class. But for me, I think a lot of my medicine and what feels really good to me is actually those slower activities like swimming or painting or just kind of more stillness because when I do like fiery activities, like that would probably send me over the the edge. Um, Yeah. So a lot of those North node activities, like more bringing in more water um, is actually what feels good. 
100%. And again, that's important. I, I love that you brought up that point, you know, because again, that watery stuff, if you think about it, water, water calms down the fire. So mm-hmm. those are really beautiful practices for you to bring in and get in tune and get in touch and, you know, all of those things to really help you tap in. And I know you touched on feminine ancestral trauma and the impact that's had when you've seen working with women. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Yeah, of course. So it shows up differently in 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 different women's charts and you know i think it's obviously unique to everyone's circumstances but it is definitely a pattern that i have seen um and it's something that i dive into with a lot of my clients conversation usually starts with this repression or restriction around emotions mm-hmm. and being feeling feeling safe and free to express emotions you know which i think we've seen societally women have been shamed for for so long, being too emotional or being out of control or whatever, whatever it is, you know, there's a lot of shame and guilt and restriction and repression around that. And so I think a lot of women carry that through their maternal line. Um, So it'll start off with that conversation of being like, okay, well, what's your relationship with your emotions? How do you express them? And that's important for everybody across the board. Like, truly everybody is 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 understanding the relationship we have with our emotions and our inner world and feeling like we can express them because every single person is meant to be in tune with their emotions and to express them and to be tapped into it because it's such an important part of us as human beings in general but mm-hmm. again traditionally there's been such heavy restriction and shame and repression on women in this area and so a lot of times I'll hear from women that that their mother had a similar wound and, and that they kind of learned this pattern from their mother and that their grandmother also had this. And it's been something that's been passed down through that matrilineal line. And sometimes we can even see that explicitly in the blueprint in general. It's a healing around um, the feminine aspects of self. Again, kind of tapping back into that. It's like those feminine wounds. Sometimes they're even called witch wounds because again, Mm -hmm. like that whole archetype has been so shamed and repressed through history, which is the medicine woman or the witch or the mystic. Those things have been so repressed throughout history as well that a lot of what has been seen as traditionally feminine has been really, really restricted throughout time. And so, yeah. you know, I talk with a lot of my clients about how they can transmute that trauma and how they can get it out of them and find a relationship with it or even, you know, get in touch with their emotions or even have that conversation with their mom or, or just processing processing that whole aspect of, of their life and their lineage. Yeah. It's very interesting just mm-hmm. as I think about like the feminine and the feminine network too, like feminine friendships and like the sharing of information and wisdom is mm-hmm. also super powerful. So I think the mm-hmm. more that, I mean, like if you, if I tell my friend something, like, of course, unless I tell her, don't tell anyone, like the, yeah. the speed at which information spreads between women yeah. is like so hilarious but i think a lot of women keep a part of themselves from even their friendships so the more that we can all share with the people in our lives and really be this pillar of information and wisdom and show that you're an example of like faith for people in your life is yes super influential like i've even seen within my friendships the more i share about something the more someone else feels free to share about something and like i think it was the dalai lama that said the next coming of christ or something is in like a western woman I, someone mm. 
it's just it's crazy the power of that these women and so hello little editor's note so at the 2009 vancouver peace summit the dalai lama said the world will be saved by the western woman i love that you said that and that's such that's such a key part of this is that feminine power has been repressed and controlled throughout time and throughout society and so much of the power lies in that essence Mm -hmm. so tapping back into those energies those archetypes those patterns like really brings women back into so much of their power that has been harmed or repressed or restricted. And I think we're in a massive turning point right now where people are really realizing that, where people are really understanding that. And mm-hmm. and like you mentioned, tuning back into it. And it's needed. I mean, there's a lot of wounded feminine in society and there's a lot of wounded masculine in society. And so mm-hmm. I think as we're coming into these higher expressions of both energies, I think there's going to be a lot of magic coming as we are also stepping into a new era. We're stepping into this age of Aquarius, which is going to bring about large scale changes in society and how we are all interacting with each other in general. But yeah, I mean, women finding their power and stepping back into their power is is sort of the other half of that conversation that usually ends up happening in my sessions. Because again, I think I think no matter no matter the woman, no matter how powerful she is, no matter how successful she is, there's always that sort of lingering lineage or trauma that sort of has to be processed or identified in some capacity to find that level of clarity and awareness and peace to fully own it, you know? Yeah. I don't know if any of your work touches on this, but also, for example, with me and my husband, if we were both operating on the same wavelength... If I was flexing to be super masculine and like high achieving and intellectual and all these things, like the dynamic isn't the same. And like when I am this nurturing, emotional, like emotional support, when I'm like the energy of the home, when I'm providing in all these other beautiful, still super important ways, I feel super supported by him in ways that don't feel natural to me when I try to force that myself. I'm not saying that, you know, the woman has to be the feminine, like even in same sex partnerships, that dynamic of duality is still so important and powerful to feel supported by the other. Yes, I I think you brought up a really interesting point. And this is sort of another offshoot of this whole conversation around the masculine and the feminine and the Aries and the Libra and the yin and the yang and the left brain and the right brain is relational dynamics. And that is something that is a really big part of my work as well. You know, it's not just finding life purpose and um, understanding yourself, but I also go really deep into relational dynamics as well, because it's so important to really dissect that because we see a lot of our patterns there. We mm-hmm. see a lot of our blocks, our triggers and, and things around that. And so for, yeah, for anybody listening, like take stock of, of your relationships and your relational dynamics. And again, it's, this is what's coming up for the next 18 months. Are your relational dynamics working for you? Do they feel right? Do you feel like you are overgiving and you're feeling depleted? Do you feel like maybe you're the one that's taking or receiving too much and not giving back? So it's it's about kind of asking yourself these questions and getting really clear on the dynamics because that also, like you mentioned, it helps the relationship so much when you find yeah. that clarity and awareness on what the roles are, what the patterns are. And, you know, Mm -hmm. a big theme that comes up is it's either like hyper independence, which can be that more masculine energy, which is like the taking more than giving, 
or it can be like codependence or enmeshment, which is like that self-abandonment or being so attuned or overgiving to the other where you're abandoning yourself and you're not really receiving and then really trying to find this notion. And this is pretty much true for everybody as finding this, this idea of what's called interdependence where both people are in their power and both people are expressing uh, what they want and what they need and they're receiving love and nourishment and care in equal measure and in balance. And mm-hmm. I think that's, again, something that you just touched on that's so important. It's like, are you, is there balance? Is there harmony? Is there alignment in your relationships? Yeah. Yeah. I think something I wanted to add is that before I was like fully listening to myself and what felt good in my body to contribute to the relationship, I tried to do it all. I tried to be the masculine and the feminine, like, and yeah. be super soft and nurturing and bring in a crazy salary and mm. work. It felt harsh in my body. And so I feel like if both people in the relationship step into what feels good for them, it kind of just comes into a beautiful balance and you trust that the other person will support you where you maybe don't want to perform in that way. And yes. Yeah. And that's the thing, but not everybody feels safe to, to express those things, you know, Mm -hmm. and not everybody feels safe to speak their truth, to express that they're worried about being left or abandoned or that they're not worthy of love or all of these things. And again, those are all things that we, we usually can typically see in the blueprint. It's just important to dive into them. So you get that level of clarity and awareness around them. So you can work to find healing and you can work to find alignment with them. But I'm curious for you, you know, what, what did you, what were some of the really big shifts that you saw as you were starting to correct that dynamic within yourself? Yeah. I felt a new level of like inspiration and Mm. creativity in my life. As soon as I stepped into hobbies that were more feminine, that really lit me up. Like when I started cooking for myself a lot more, when I started Mm -hmm. just exploring different activities in my community. And when I started kind of just rounding out my life with like beautiful hobbies and interests and yeah. It brought in a happiness within myself that really reflected in my relationships. And then my partner saw how happy I was. And Mm. then it kind of is this flywheel of like, as soon as you feel more joy, you feel more loving to the people in your life, you feel more empowered to speak about the things that are bringing you joy. Mm -hmm. And I I need to sit with it more because like even my friendships, like from, you know, right out of college to now, like I was with some of my friends at my wedding this past May. And, you know, one of my best friends came to me and she was like, I just feel like since I've known you, like a weight has been lifted. And I, mm. I'm so lucky to still be so close to you because I know you've really gone through this transition of being super um, intentional about who you keep in your life and stuff. And so I'm so mm-hmm. grateful that, you know, we're still so close. And I, I just said to her, it's because I never feel judged by you and I mm-hmm. feel seen by you. And just being able to communicate what you love with people in your life has infinite downstream positive impact. I love that. I think I think you couldn't have expressed that any more beautifully or perfectly, truly. I, I mean, listen, it's all it's all energy. Like so much of this is an energy game. It's all about energy, frequency, and vibration. And so you allowed yourself the grace to shed the things that were no longer working, that didn't feel right for you, that didn't feel aligned for you. You took the brave and courageous action to make the decisions to 
kind of shed anything that was no longer working and to call in and step into activities and ways of being that felt right for you and felt aligned for you. And it's, you know, it sounds like you, you, you saw that energy shift. You saw that life shift. You found that shift into alignment. And so that's it. Like you, you truly expressed that so beautifully. Mm -hmm. And I was just on like a new moon or full moon circle. And one of the women was describing that her journey felt lonely and Mm. I definitely felt that years ago. So like just speaking to the people who, if you're really diving deep and discovering these things about yourself, like it can feel very lonely at the beginning, but because you're like, oh shit, like I have to change so much. Like I'm, yes. I'm working through so much internally. I can't really talk about it yet because I'm still processing, but like down the line or like as things start to integrate, you feel this intense closeness that is an intimacy and true friendship and love for the people mm-hmm. in your life. So like as soon as you get over that hump, it's definitely Absolutely. not lonely. It takes bravery. You know, we we all have to go on our hero's journey of, you know, facing any fears, traumas, triggers, patterns of things that, you know, we're wrestling with or that we want to heal from or move away from. And it can be a like you mentioned, it can be a it can be a lonely path. It can be a hard path. It can seem really difficult or overwhelming, but know that it's a journey, know that it's a path. There are people out there that have done it that are providing guidance and support along the way. I think even, again, allowing yourself the the trust, the faith and surrender that going down this path, like you mentioned, is going to lead to your alignment. It's going to lead to your joy, to your peace, to your vitality. And so know that there is that light at the end of the tunnel. And, and reach out, reach out to people, you know, reach out to people that have gone through it. Let yourself express, you know, the more and more you start expressing yourself authentically and freely and what you're thinking and what you're feeling, the more and more you start calling in and aligning with, with people that are on the same wavelength as you and on the same path as you. And, and, you know, it can really dissipate those feelings of, of loneliness or confusion, you know, when going on this journey. Yeah. And keep, giving people the chance. Cause you know, six years ago when I told people I was going to like tea ceremonies in Venice, they were like, who are you? And now they're like, tell me more. So exactly. People are on their own journey. Oh my God. Same. Like, listen, I, I came from a very traditional world. Like I kept a lot of this to myself for a long time. And you know, that wasn't, that wasn't always the most fun and that didn't always feel good, but I, I knew, I knew that this is what, where my soul wanted to go. And so I, I, I gave myself the permission to do it and, you know, just slowly and slowly started opening up to people and, and connecting with people that had similar interests to me. And so again, part of it is just truly owning who you are, owning your truth, owning your authenticity, that alone opens up such a path forward. Yeah. So beautiful. Well, thank mm-hmm. you so much. I would say people should reach out to you, but are you booked out for months? <laughs> um, no, I, I'm in the process of opening up more slots. So please feel free to reach out. I am opening up my schedule and figuring out ways to bring in more clients. I'm always, always happy to connect with people. So please feel free to reach out and we will do our best to figure out a way to work together. Absolutely. Amazing. And yeah. seriously, you should consider online circles. I will... 
definitely yeah. participate. <laughs> uh, yes. You know, I, I am. I am in the process. You know, I've been doing this work um, for a long time, a little bit lower profile, just, you know, word of mouth and through my networks in, in LA. And I've gone through my own growth phase and, you know, my own transits that are really asking me to uh, bring this work a little bit more on the public stage. And so that's that's really the process that I'm in right now. And it's it's so fun and it's bringing me so much joy. And um, I am I am definitely planning on expanding my my offerings and my services and things like that. So definitely keep an eye keep an eye on that for sure. Amazing, thank you, Eric. Oh, Brooke, I love chatting with you. You are brilliant at this, and I would love to to chat again. So, oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this conversation. If you enjoyed this one, please feel free to rate and review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. I appreciate all the support. And you can also find me on Instagram at Brooke McKenzie with four underscores. Thank you so much. And I will be back soon with another feminine profile.